Have you ever found yourself lost in a rabbit hole trying to find out the newest celebrity gossip? Why is Shawn Mendes kissing Camilla's foot? Is Keeping Up With The Kardashians really cancelled? And will Rihanna ever release another album? Unfortunately, we won't be talking about any of that today, but we will be looking at the world from that lens and exploring the power of celebrity influence. Welcome to the 411, where you get the rundown to keep you on top of things going on in the world. We're your hosts, Sartak, Tanvir, and Sarah. So I will admit, when I initially decided to take on this episode, I was convinced that I was likely the least qualified to do so, because I rarely find myself curious <laughs> about the lives of celebrities. But when I researched, I found out that there are many psychological ideas related to the influence that celebrities have on average citizens. citizens wow. English like ourselves. And that's really what I'm going to look at today. That said, I assure you, if you came here to learn about some of the scandalous moments in celebrity lives, Sartek and Tanvir are more than ready to educate you along the way. Exactly. So obviously the idea of a celebrity is something that continuously changes. Decades ago, you'd have to be prominent in some form of TV, film, or music. But now with the rise in so many media platforms, we've got this new era of celebrities that have expanded the definition to include influencers as well from all sorts of platforms. So fundamentally, celebrity is someone that's known by many people, whether they're a musician or a millionaire. What really signifies a celebrity to most of us is that luxurious life, potentially paparazzi, and having that idealized view of their success as the benchmark. And we also know that it's a driving factor in what influences pop culture as times change. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is the power of celebrity influence in various spheres. So I'm sure no one likes to admit they actively follow the headlines related to a certain celebrity. And we all complain about the things. No, like I just had to, you know, but (laughs) we all complain about the things that we dislike about them actively. But I'm confident that all of us have fallen into that rabbit hole at least once, myself included. And on the other end of that spectrum, you've got the loyal fan base, um, typically the Twitter the Twitter stands, as you may call them, who tend to develop what's called a parasocial relationship with them. So essentially, you're obsessed. You spend all your time learning about the celebrity and their life and all of their habits, whatever. But they have no knowledge of your existence. And that's something that also happens with fictional characters and books and movies, like people obsessing over, um, I don't know, like a Harry Potter character, I guess is a bad example. I don't know, some kind of like fictional character. So... That's what it looks like on a really micro level is that parasocial relationship. But on a larger scale, we see this new trend towards influencer marketing. You already know I had to bring a business concept into it, (laughs) Um, which is essentially when you have a powerful celebrity or an internet influencer with several followers on a platform promoting a product or service in exchange for some sort of compensation, whether it be money or a product. And the idea is that their loyal fan base will be more than willing to test out a product, seeing that the celebrity that they love is endorsing it and i wanted to turn it over to you guys to share some of your favorite examples let's talk about lady gaga oreos 
Oh no, God. the chromatical Oreos are a moment, let me just say. Just they're, The only difference is that they're pink and green, I'm assuming. I'm not entirely sure. Is there no, a fully. flavor to them? There's nothing else that's different. I think they're like slightly flavored, but not noticeably different, I think. No, and I think that one's a different example, actually, because that one's like a Lady Gaga product. Like, I assume mm-hmm. she promotes it, but it's definitely like her kind of product. But... Like, I think with influencer marketing, I always think of, like, for example, like, I don't know, like, the whole scandal with, like, Tati and, like, sugar bear hair and, like, people promoting, for example, like, hair care vitamins on Instagram or um, people promoting, like, certain foods and whatever. Like, I can't think of any specific examples off the top of my head, but it happens a lot on Instagram. Sponsored YouTube content is really big, so people testing out products on YouTube videos. Super, super big industry. And it really plays into that idea of a parasocial relationship because the influencers are leveraging that as a tactic to make money both for themselves as well as for the larger brand. And another thing we see is celebrities creating their own products. So Lady Gaga Oreos, (laughs) but on another level. And so this is no, honestly, we had to like I kept seeing YouTube videos about it. I know it's relevant, you know, it's it's a part of the sphere, but this is a kind of as opposed to endorsing another brand. We've got, for example, within the beauty space, you've got like Rihanna creating Fenty Beauty, Selena Gomez creating Rare Beauty, and that's just a really big thing within the beauty space, particularly obviously Kylie Cosmetics, um, a lot of celebrities kind of creating their own product lines. But I wanted to ask you again, examples that you know of that are maybe outside of that space. Well, one thing I can think of that just recently happened, and, like, I think it's kind of ridiculous, which a lot of these things are, but, like, for example, even with merch lines that people come out with, I know, so, um, especially, I think we all know this, but Taylor Swift has very loyal fans who can also be crazy <laughs> in a lot of extent, but she recently came out, like, she has a merch line for all of her albums and stuff, but they recently just came out, I saw this on Instagram, with beach towels that are, like, themed oh, for Folklore and Evermore, her two most recent albums, which, both of them are not very summer beach-themed at all, like, they're, to me, very, like, isolation, winter kind of albums. Yeah, so and, winter. Like, and, like, why people is that? buy why them. People she... buy them because, <laughs> I don't know, they like Taylor Swift or they're loyal fans or whatever, and I'm like, I guess, like, now a person has a beach towel, too, so not a bad thing, but... It's just odd because it's like, and I see this with all kinds of merch, like there's merch products that seem so inconsequential and odd, but because it, it like it follows the line or the brand of a person, like Chromatica Oreos, wonderful example, like people love Lady Gaga, they love Chromatica, so they're going to buy the Oreo, like, I mean, I guess you're getting an Oreo to eat, which is nice, but there's no added benefit to that other than the brand name you're getting also, of that person, you know? Jojo Siwa is huge with this. The amount of times that I hear like how many millions of dollars that she has earned just based on like selling glittery bows to like her childhood like oh, audience and everything so true like she's so rich <laughs> and like good for her but it's just crazy like she has so many different products with her name on it that people will buy simply because they see her name yeah no exactly and i think that's the power of this on like a macro level um, is that these celebrities have so such a huge sphere of influence that they could basically make anything at that point and people would buy it. And like, um, I think that's really interesting. But something that's been called into question is, are these celebrities actually knowledgeable about the products they're making? Or is it just making the rich richer? Is it just kind of enhancing their their kind of their influence even further i guess because for example like this is something that i came across recently is i don't know if you guys have heard of like the ace family they're a youtube family and like um i think her name is caitlin 
I don't. I literally Catherine, don't know I her. Think. Catherine, yes, Catherine. <laughs> she released a skincare brand, and people were like, "Why is she like qualified to release a skincare brand? Like, since when is she like, especially skincare being something skincare that's like huge. very like health focused and like there's a lot of medicinal products in skincare a lot of the mm-hmm. time and causes like skin sensitivities and." It's like, are you knowledgeable? Obviously, she was probably working with a team, but there's so many examples of that. It's like, are you really qualified to build that product? I think with skincare as well, it's the idea of like being truthful to your audience because I've seen a lot of YouTubers and like just people who have had skin issues in the past and they, you know, spend a lot of money um, to see dermatologists and like do all of these like crazy treatments and everything. Not crazy, but like, you know, it takes a lot of money to get that and then they'll turn around make a skincare brand and a lot of their fans are like you're selling like false information because people are going to think that you got this skin from your random like moisturizer instead of like the tons of money that you put in to get to look like that no exactly and i think like tamber you actually brought this example up to me earlier which was james charles uh kind of gatekeeping the makeup industry with Mm -hmm. I i believe it was alicia keys who tried to launch a makeup line and the argument was she recently announced that she wasn't really going to wear makeup actively so james charles made the claim like why are you taking away from different creators who will release their makeup lines which he then apologized for and realized that like he's not the person to be able to stand there and make that decision ultimately we live in a free market society mm-hmm. where people like it's can a release business the products the that they the want to exactly and she can sell whatever she wants to but I think all in all, we see influence on different fronts. So we've got that individual parasocial relationship that that fan base has. Then you've got that larger scale influence with product placement and advertising and influencer marketing. So now I'm going to look at some examples and case studies of that celebrity influence of the celebrity influence as well as the implications of it now and the first one is body image and i think this is something that's probably one of the most widely contested topics with social media and the influence on youth specifically so 80 percent of teen girls compare themselves to images they see of celebrities according to studies and among them almost half said that these images made them feel dissatisfied with the way they look which is a very large amount if you think about it in terms of like a larger scale of teen girls around the world and this has resulted in a lot of negative impacts on youth specifically with eating disorders and low self-esteem and in a lot of cases depression and that's primarily caused by this influence that celebrities have on social media so obviously the kardashians are a really popularly discussed group on the subject in fact there was a conversation where i think this was a few years back kim expressed gratitude for being told that she looked anorexic and rightfully so it got a lot of backlash because she was minimizing the severity of an eating disorder like anorexia and making it and like, like kind of glorifying it in a way mm-hmm. exactly right and i think that's so crazy too because the the impact that she has mm-hmm. i think another thing to bring up is in the media we see a lot of how it influences young women but research shows that young men also experience similar effects and it leads Mm -hmm. to unhealthy habits with working out and other mental health impacts very similar to women and i think that's just a really big impact with social media but also the celebrity aspects of social media but on the flip side we see a lot of body positivity now being promoted by celebrities um the biggest example i always think of is jamila jamil we've also got like rihanna melissa mccarthy a lot of these celebrities using their platforms to call out certain industries as well and other fellow celebrities to be more inclusive in the way that 
uh, specifically with fashion brands being more inclusive in sizing and things like that. And so we see that these celebrities are in a really powerful position because they can create such a strong negative and positive impact um, socially mm-hmm. with the way that they use their platforms and their influence. And so now that we've looked at kind of the power and the influence that celebrities have on us, I want to talk about a movement that has been kind of emerging over the last few years and gives us, the normal people who use the internet, the power and influence on celebrity actions. And that is cancel culture. So I think this this alone could have its own episode because it's just such a huge topic. And I'm really not going to get into the details of it, but arguably it's one of the biggest shifts we've seen in media and pop culture, specifically over the last few years. So to define it really... I guess, more concretely, it's the process of essentially demanding greater accountability for people's actions by boycotting content or media or calling them up publicly to make a change. And typically this comes after some sort of problematic action or a statement about this individual comes forward. So there's a lot of debate of whether or not this movement is inherently negative in the sense that it overlooks people's ability to change or improve or potentially that maybe these consequences were a result of rushed judgment, so really impulse decisions. But there's also the perspective that without it, these influential figures are not held accountable for their actions, because fundamentally, who's doing that? Unless we look back at that example of, for example, Jamila Jamil holding other celebrities accountable, but that is a very rare kind of instance. And really, it started off with like pop culture celebrities and I thought I would again turn it over to you guys because I'm sure you know more about examples of people being cancelled in pop culture well I think one of the big things with like pop culture celebrities that have I mean I wouldn't say they've been cancelled but like a movement has happened regarding cancel culture a lot of like people on TikTok especially have used like racial slurs in the past or have said things that um like obviously are inappropriate to say and so there has been like a call to cancel them in a sense but a lot of times they have very young audience bases who kind of just overpower those things um I think like celebrities who have really been like canceled canceled I feel like would be the likes of like Jeffree Star or Shane Dawson though I mean they still have a platform but essentially the things that they did became so like known so widespread and I believe it was a majority of like kind of racial caricatures they portrayed, racial slurs they used, that essentially their the main platform and the like relevance they had became obsolete. Like I know Shane Dawson had that documentary series that was so, so popular. And then all of these things kind of happened. His past came kind of revealed. And then, I mean, now I don't even really know what he does anymore, you know? <laughs> um, a big example as well was James Charles when the first like Tati thing yeah. happened. Essentially, it was a huge... Um, kind of move in to cancel him and he emerged back primarily because a lot of what was said was conflicting and people don't like even to this day I don't really know what happened but I think like he was able to emerge past that because it wasn't necessarily rooted in like there was obviously some systemic things and like being accused of being a predator is a huge deal but a lot of it also boiled down to like personal grievances he had with Tati and like the fact like anybody could have fabricated what was going on between them but he came back, but yeah, he was kind of, I feel like, one of the biggest, like, shows of cancel culture I feel like we've seen in a long, long time. Yes, for sure. So I think, like I said, it really started off with pop culture, like, a lot of YouTubers specifically this has happened to, but I think on a larger scale, even in film, like, with 
like Harvey Weinstein and like the Mean Too movement, a lot of that was kind of the start of cancel culture um, from what I saw in my research. And recently, especially that term has been really politicized in the sense that we've got government officials discussing the implications of cancel culture on like freedom of speech and political ideologies. But the sentiment is really just to be able to take collective action against something that a group feels is an injustice or that is incorrect. And like even Obama, I think a few years ago, put out a tweet or was it a statement where he was talking about how it can lead to impulse judgments and that it's not a form of advocacy. And I think that was a really powerful statement because he's saying like, just because you do this doesn't mean it holds any weight in like a larger social context like you're not necessarily like promoting a social movement or anything just because you cancel someone who doesn't and i think that's something that has been kind of forgotten with the cancel culture movement um yeah and especially speaking of stan twitter because i know that like cancel culture is a big deal especially in like when stan wars kind of break out where they're mm-hmm. like i don't know arguing over which artist is better which also goes into the whole idea of parasocial relationships and like defending people who you have no business defending or acting exactly. like they care that you're starting this whole crusade on their behalf but like people bring up things that are a like incorrect or have been like it, like they're there's like a reasoning behind what's happened and they bring it up in a way like and one thing i can think of very vividly was that um like Taylor Swift recently, I think it was also in response to like a statement she had made about a show that said a statement about her. And there was just a lot of Twitter outcry on both sides. But people kept posting this image of her standing beside this person who it looks like he's wearing uh, um, like the, the Nazi symbol on his shirt. And people were like, oh, this is so horrible, so reprehensible. And somebody actually brought up a really great point. They're like, if you looked in the like history of the image, like apparently somebody came up to her and like photobombed that image and was like it was she was taken with it and she wasn't sure what was going on. But even regardless, just reposting that image again and again, like especially yeah. to people who are Jewish and that might be something that's very difficult for them. Like, are you really changing anything or are you just doing mm-hmm. this because you want to reaffirm the fact that you hate a celebrity or you want to like, like, are you actually doing it because you care about anti-Semitism in this Mm -hmm. case? Or are you doing it because this is a popular thing that you think you can get onto, you know? And like, I think that brings up the question of where is the, like the real root cause of why people are kind of canceling people? Is it because they want to kind of get the brownie points of like, oh, look at us, we've done something, even though what they're doing, they don't care one bit about, you know? So I think that's, Mm -hmm. it's interesting the way cancel culture kind of has that now in a sense. And I think at the end of the day, it's super important to hold people accountable. But if you're bringing it up and you're talking about it and like, honestly, all of us are like prone to wanting to talk about the drama in the industry and everything. But then you're pretty much just putting the spotlight on someone for doing something bad or like helping them gain viewers to a video where they said something and that sort of stuff. So it's a really tricky sort of situation where you're trying to like mediate between holding them accountable and like not trying to give them pretty much pay them with views and everything. Yeah. Exactly. Apology videos are always like the most viewed thing <laughs> on YouTube. That's what I was thinking of. No, that's so true. It's like, do you give them a platform or do you just stop contributing individually to them? And also what impact does that even have? But I think even though it is a very contested term, it's been used for both good and bad and whether or not it's done its job is still very debated. 
But it did serve as a really big step in terms of giving that power back to the people and giving them the platform and the ability to hold celebrities more accountable for their actions. And so I think that comes back to the idea that celebrities have a really large influence on us and the way we purchase, um, like purchase different products and what we do and like stand Twitter and all of that. Like it, it influences a lot of our daily actions, but we now also have some power in the sense that we can influence their actions, especially if it's something that may not be socially correct. And so I did promise everyone at the beginning that if they wanted to learn more about specific examples or stories of what's going on with the celebrities, that celebrity tea right now, that <laughs> Sartak and Tanvir would educate them. So I'm actually going to turn the floor to you and ask the question of what's really stuck out to you in recent years in terms of that celebrity influence. One that I think has been really big recently and that I was confused about for a long time was the whole like free Britney movement and the whole thing about Britney Spears' conservatorship oh, with her yeah. father. So to kind of sum it up in the way that I understand, Britney Spears has always had like a very contentious relationship with her father, I think, because she obviously started out her music career very young and um, her father controlled a lot of what she was doing. She like didn't particularly like that. And I think she got emancipated or she was kind of out of the relationship but then her father got very ill and so like she kind of moved back into it and it, it was just very confusing but now essentially people believe that her father controls a majority of kind of her her work as well as like her like the things she can do and the things she can't do and I mean she's a grown woman first of all but it also plays a lot into like family dynamics into the fact that like she as a very young girl even in the industry has been treated very poorly like there are interviews of like things people have asked her when she was like 16 or 17 and they are wildly inappropriate questions even for like a grown person to be asked mm -hmm. no exactly and so it, it kind of goes to show like i think it's about the treatment she's had in the industry and i mean britney spears is an example of like her fans are not even necessarily the people you might see on like twitter or whatnot like obviously I mean, she's made newer music, but I feel like her, like, original fan base are, are probably older now. But still, people are coming to her defense because I think it's that story of people being controlled and manipulated and into toxic relationships. And so I think a lot of times, as you mentioned, in that parasocial element, we try to understand that person as, like, somebody who we know and, like, we feel what they're feeling. And I feel like a lot of people in that sense, are, like, feel what she's going through and so have rushed to her defense about that. Mm -hmm. No, exactly. So I guess wrapping things up today, we looked at what exactly a celebrity is, the influence that they have on us, and now also the, the influence that we have on them through cancel culture, as well as some of these current examples happening in the celebrity world as we speak. As usual, before we end off, we've got a few thoughts to keep you curious and questioning. So do you think cancel culture reduces the power of celebrities in media? And if so, what does that shift look like over the next few years? Does it increase? Does cancel culture become more prominent? Or do celebrities kind of maintain their influence? And how can we as normal citizens be more aware of these inherent influences and biases caused by celebrities and use that knowledge to potentially make better decisions? Thanks for tuning into this episode. Phone in next week to hear about the right to representation. Are we really doing diversity right? Bye. Bye.